Welcome to African American Conservatives, the soul of the conservative movement. I'm your host, Marie Strotter. Please be sure to go to brightnews.com. You can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash A-A-C-O-N-S. And we're also at acons, A-A-C-O-N-S dot substack dot com. If you choose to become a supporter or sustainer of our show, you can also do that at anchor.fm forward slash A-A-C-O-N-S forward slash support with our thanks. Normally, at this time, we have a guest for you, but unfortunately, due to some unforeseen circumstances, our guest was not able to join us in the studio. And so DK and I are going to have a very robust discussion about indoctrination, cancel culture, the Grammys, and some of the things that our kids have been exposed to, and uh, CRT. We're going to talk about all of that and how... Uh, conservatives can respond, how parents can respond, and is it really the end of society? So let's bring DK in and talk about all of those things. DK, come on in. Hola. Well, hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. How's so, the cat? Uh, she's just fine. <laughs> Great gravy. All she does is meow in the middle of the night. She's got her time a little turned around as a senior cat and the time is going to be changing pretty soon so she's a little well let him know i always i, ask I can't about talk her. too much about it she's right here <laughs> under the desk, so i gotta keep it quiet let him know i always ask about her of course of course so what are we going to talk about today you've got some stuff that you want to talk about uh just want to talk about our friend joy reed oh boy no, Jory says something, I think on Twitter or, or on her show recently that I completely agree with for once. I almost what? completely agree with. Are yeah. you turning Democrat on us? No. But what? Are you something. going to the dark side? No, but when she's right, she's right. Okay. What she Let's said hear it. Lay it on me. She said the left has completely won the culture war. It's over. It's the, the right is dead. And, you know, she's not far from the truth because... She said this right after the Grammys, where we saw a transgender woman get this huge standing ovation for no other reason other than for being a transgender woman. And that was quickly followed by a performance that seemed to be some sort of tribute to Satan, you know, complete with the horns and the red, whatever, the red lighting and the, some the transgender, I think, was in a cage, and you have all these scantily dressed trans women strippers surrounding the cage. So it's hard to argue um, about joy. It's hard to argue with joy in this question, especially since the whole thing was brought to us by Pfizer and Jill Biden. So, yeah. <laughs> and I also wanted to point out this this clip I saw this week from presumably a. Um, a kids show called The yeah. Proud Family. And this only further underscores what Joy was saying. Uh, we'll show the clip now. 
This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First it was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves, slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhead, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We, we made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current senators, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. So this is not even pretending to be entertainment. This is heavy-handed, pure indoctrination. This is them lecturing school children about the causes that the left most believes in, which is um, reparations. America is a systemically racist country built on slavery. And when they say built on slavery, it's a roundabout way of condemning our whole system of capitalism. And this is ironic because this is brought to you by the Disney family, which just a, just a day or two later, the Disney company pulled an episode of The Simpsons that mocked China for having slavery now so the simpson which is entertainment aimed at adults is not allowed to condemn china for slavery but disney is at the same time releasing a cartoon aimed at children that is condemning the united states on slavery so i could i definitely begin to wonder if if it's not over for not just conservatives but for christians and and people who may be liberal but don't believe that their children should be exposed to certain things. So I was gonna ask you, do you think Joy is right? No, I don't. Here's why. First of all, uh, I don't believe that we'll ever be over for Christians because here's the thing, even though we may be oppressed, even though we may suffer persecution, and I do believe it's gonna get worse before it gets better because the Bible tells us that, um, there will always be a remnant. There will always, always, always be a remnant. There has always been a remnant throughout history, and there will always be a remnant that will push back against this kind of crazy, woke ideology. 
So it says that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And I believe that. So Sam Smith can bring us to the gates of hell, <laughs> but he is not going to prevail against what God has built. And that is a promise that you can bank on. So I'm not worried about Sam Smith. I'm not worried about, you know, the Grammys. I'm not worried about all the culture wars because here's the thing that I've told my kids. And you know that Acons was founded because, you know, I had met you online and we were talking about a bunch of different things. And I told you that my family deconstructed uh, the day's events at the kitchen table because everybody was congratulating us on our president. I'm assuming they mean Barack Obama because he looks, you know, like us, whatever, you know, and I would. So now I've modeled a better way for them to be able to express themselves through their First Amendment right to freedom of speech and to redress grievances. And so I inculcate into that. And I do indoctrinate my children. I will tell you, they were raised in the church and they are raised with conservative values. And you know what? When they leave my house, I'm not going to say when they become adults because they're already adults. When they leave my house, they can do whatever they like, you know. But while they're in my house, they will obey my rules. They will attend church and they will, you know, um, hear my conservative perspective. So Having said that, we were raised on the, I raised my kids on the Proud Family. We loved the Proud Family. I still love the Proud Family. And I'm not too terribly sure, other than the reparations bit, that I completely disagree with the tone. If you know anything about the Proud Family, I mean, it's in the title, the Proud Family. They're proud of being black. And so when you have that kind of mindset, um, everything is woven in. You know, I mean, when you see kids graduate from college, they have the Kinty cloth. They're just trying to weave in their history into our history. And we talked about this recently in a Facebook Live that we did. I was on uh, Fox Soul a couple weeks ago talking about reparations and this topic came up. I mean, the reparations bit, but also just weaving history in and not making it black history, white history, Jewish history, Asian history, that we're all a melting pot and our histories intermesh. If you've ever seen um, sewing or embroidery or cross stitch, there's a beautiful picture on the front, but sometimes in the back, it's a little messy. You know, all the threads kind of, you know, there are some people that are kind of obsessive about it and make it all kind of pretty, but it's usually not very pretty in the back. And so that I believe is slavery and some of the injustices that we've seen. Our country has been very, very messy at times. And so I don't blame a cultural group for wanting recognition. Um, it does seem like we live in a time where that's granted kind of automatically. White people kind of already admit, hey, you know, race relations, it was bad. That was wrong. We agree. Um, but do we need reparations? Do we need uh, affirmative action? Do we need all this leveling of the playing field that actually is starting to stack against whites and Asians where it's like, you know, well, if you're black, you can go to Harvard or whatever. We don't even make you take an SAT or a math test to get in or anything like that. You can just come on in, you know, and but white people, there's too many of you already at Harvard. There's already too many Asians. So we're going to give these other people a chance to get it. It should be, hey, can you stand four years of rigorous study? Can you do these sorts of math problems? Can you even... 
despite the patriarchy and despite how racist math is, uh, you know, and, and I keep saying that because there was a Harvard article. You have to Google Harvard. It was in the Huffington Post, I think. Um, but Huffington Post and math is racist. Um, but, you know, so I feel like the, the playing field is already level. And in fact, it's becoming, as I said, not level. Um, towards people who are white. So I want just the best students to be able to get in. I don't care what color they are. I want them to be able to succeed because when excellence succeeds, that's good for the medical field. That's good for the public uh, health field or criminal justice field or whatever field that student decides to excel in. So I believe in human excellence and whatever color that or flavor that comes in, that's great. But as far as the proud family goes, I don't know. You know, I, I, I just saw it as um, extending a theme and you have to also realize that it's a reboot and reboots have gotten more and more woke. You know, I mean, it's not really, it's an, it, it really does take the original show and uh, put it on steroids. And that's what we've talked about with Mike Barron. That's what we've talked about with Eric July. That's what you and I have talked about in a number of these chats is that increasingly it's more woke, right? I mean, it's not good enough that we have Spider-Man, Miles Morales, but no, now we've got to have a Spider-Man that's gay too, you know? So, I mean, it's just like everything, we've got to make everything woke, gay, trans, whatever, la, la, la. So, you know, I, I didn't really see this clip in that way. Now, well, Go ahead. Well, where we disagree is that um, I agree with you about the history part. You know, America has a history of slavery that everyone, regardless of their race, should study and acknowledge. But to say that America in 2023 is a systemically racist country no. built on slavery, which was which is an important message in that clip I showed you, I think that's wrong. And and I also think it's wrong to present it to children. And I think it's wrong to present it as not just a point of view, but as fact. And, and as you say, it's continuing. I mean, I mentioned the Grammys, I mentioned uh, yeah. the clip, uh, the Proud family, but it, it's so much more than that. Uh, we yeah. just learned, or I just learned a few days ago that Luke Skywalker, a character who's been around since 1977, who has had many heterosexual affairs or <clears throat> desires, not all of them have worked out, but he, he has been attracted to many women. Suddenly now he's gay. This this happened a few months ago. And, and we've spoken to someone who's an expert on Star Wars. He wasn't aware of this either. So it's just the culture is changing. Yeah. And this is why I'm becoming increasingly pessimistic, pessimistic about the culture because these things keep happening. And there never seems to be enough pushback against it. The only pushback I see is that when someone like Eric July or Mike Barron or TK sorry, J.K. Rowling gets canceled, their books can't get out. They can't raise money on Indigo or GoFundMe because they have a conservative message. But the other the other half of the equation, which I have nothing against people knowing as long as they see the full picture. Right. The other half of the of the argument gets out there, our half of the argument gets repressed. That's a that's is what's going on. That's what I'm arguing against. But here's the thing, you know, parents are 
increasingly winning school board arguments because of the CRT issue. CRT was kind of the catalyst for a lot of this and the inappropriate books and the Sam Smith kind of, you know, glitz from hell uh, scenario. But, you know, I, I, so, and we've been labeled domestic uh, terrorists, but here's the thing, we've been winning. I mean, here in Texas and South Lake, the whole school board was overturned. And I mean, that's happening in a number of places where the whole entire school board is being overturned and parents are, are, are taking over. So maybe that was the catalyst that we needed. And we've seen that throughout history where when the church was persecuted, yeah, okay, the Christians kind of took off in all different directions um, and the diaspora and whatever, but the church grew stronger because guess what? All of those people took the gospel wherever they went. So it, it actually, a bad thing turned into a good thing. And that's kind of how I see this as parents are rising up and they're taking back their power. One of the things that we're seeing here in Texas is that parents um, are getting more in the way of educational choice. They're making their voices heard. Uh, there were committee assignments that came out this week in um, the Texas uh, State House. And we have a conservative that is heading the public education committee where school choice has been put on the legislative priority list for the um, Texas State Board of Education. So I think some good things are coming out of it, but that doesn't happen until we have public discourse like this. Because as you know what, when this started happening, DK, all of this started happening during the pandemic, which was a bad thing. Everybody was shut down. The world was on fire and people were dying and it was terrible. But guess what? People were at home with their kids and they saw what their kids were being exposed to, what their kids had been exposed to for years and they had no idea. They had no idea that this was going on. I did. You know why? Because I homeschooled my kids and I saw what was at the library because I read their books first. I knew this crap was in there. I knew all of these things. And like I said, we watched a lot of these TV shows and I was very selective about what my kids watched, what my kids did. So I think that there is a benefit to this. And even though there are definite culture wars, I don't think that it's over because I've read the end of the book and I know who wins. And so I think as long as we understand that premise that God is still in control, no matter who sits on the throne, no matter who sits in the White House, God is in control and he's going to win. And as to the stuff about the proud family here's the thing you know and and i mentioned this in our conversation previously and when chuck devore was on a few weeks ago he mentioned this that in 1619 when everybody's talking about that this country was founded we were under british rule british people built an empire on slavery this was not even a country yet. And we don't even talk about that. We don't try to tell England, hey, you owe us gazillions of dollars. We tell people who are the descendants of descendants of a descendants of blah, 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 on and on and on and on and on to the point where we're such a melting pot. I don't even know how we could ascertain who is one drop black and who's not anymore. So, you know, people can say what they want to say. And, you know, I did the I mentioned last week about the hyphen in our name, and I did a podcast on that. And some of that, I think, legitimately is really just trying to connect with a history that people feel is denied them. You know, um, some of us don't know what our 
family last name is, you know, because we have the names of our slave masters or whatever. So there's a bit of history that's kind of convoluted and people are just looking for ways, I think, to connect with that. I freely admit, as I said, I indoctrinate my kids. I, I have brought them up with Christian values and I will continue to do that um, until I no longer have that opportunity. I homeschooled them to teach them I what I felt was correct black history in context um, and because it wasn't being taught correctly in schools, but also because as Christians, we believe that human beings are good people. And I was always taught that you related to people by the way that they treated you, not necessarily by the content of the color of their skin, but the content of their character. My mom believed that. My mother, who was white, believed that. Um, and she inculcated that into me. So, yeah, it looks like the culture wars are winning. It looks that way. Uh, but, you know, it looked like when Jesus was crucified that it was all over. You know, I wrote that blog a few months back um, where, you know, the day walking back from, from that scene, how people must have felt and how dejected they must have felt. But here we are. You know, we know the end of the story. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried. As long as there are faithful families that continue to rise up as they're rising up, We'll be all right. Well, I'm definitely worried. I think the direction is going in the wrong direction. Um, and you mentioned uh, blogs. I remember a few months ago, I think, or however long it was, I, I looked into this for a blog I wrote about the the indoctrination of children. and. And like you said, a lot of us weren't aware of exactly what was going on. And I, I had no idea that there were cross-dressing characters, transvestite yeah. characters on, on Muppet shows. You know, yeah. baby baby Muppets or Muppet babies, whatever it's called. And they had transgender characters on that show. And I also didn't know until then that a lot of these companies, whether they're doing work for Disney or network, uh, studios, um, uh, YA literature, and, mm -hmm. and so forth, but especially at forms of entertainment aimed at children, that it tend to be employees there whose sole purpose it is to yes. instill yes. Uh, characters that represent their progressive point of view. Yes. I just mentioned Luke Skywalker being gay. That came from a short story about from a gay activist that Disney decided to accept as canon, especially fan fiction that they got that was given the stamp of approval. This is officially part of the Star Wars story. It's canon, and it it's not my canon. Let's start a hashtag. <laughs> not my canon. And this happens all the time in yeah. comics. It happens on TV shows aimed at children. There, there are people dedicated to pushing a certain point of view. And I also mentioned that a much more recent block that I wrote didn't have much to do with um, the entertainment that's aimed at children, but it does ha did have to do with uh, the educational system aimed at children because we know that Ron DeSantis is, was fighting a battle in Florida about what's called the AP African American Studies Program, which he had problems with. And he demanded certain changes in mm -hmm. before it would go forward. And the interesting thing about that was how the story was represented in the media. Yeah. 
and by certain politicians. Mm -hmm. I mentioned there's a, a rising star in the Democrat Party, an African-American man, very smart, apparently. His name is Jamal Bowman. He gave the speech saying that Ron DeSantis wants to keep black people deaf, dumb, and blind so that he can enslave us again. I mean, this is the kind of overtop. Don't put y'all back in chains. Yeah. See, Joe Biden. Yeah. Prophetic, right? And this is the kind yeah. of rhetoric that we're exposed to when all DeSantis did was saying that you can't have a, a program that gives a one-sided lecture on certain things like CRT and Black Lives Matter and you know, systemic racism and, and it's for intersectionality some reason, and queer theory. What does that have theory. to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so I pointed out that you can tell by the list of writers that everything is intended to be a one-sided representation. We spoke with um, Wilf O'Reilly about this, how of the list of people taking off the syllabus, the list of writers, you don't see a Thomas Sowell or an Alan West or Shelby Still or Glenn Lowry or Walter Williams. So they very deliberately only show one side of the picture. And those are all highly educated men, by the way, and have, uh, I mean, I've heard them speak and they have a very, they have nuanced positions. I mean, they are worthy of being studied at the collegiate level. It's, it reminds me of all those list you see at the end of the year the 100 most influential yeah. african americans alive today and you never see on those lists clarence thomas never who's been on the supreme court for since the 80s you yeah. know uh, so anyway roger sanders is fighting a very noble battle he's he, he's gotten the ap african-american study program to modify what they're doing they're even allowing as an optional research program, students to look into black conservatism. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's uh, the warning here, and this goes to so much of what I've been saying, that this program may have been modified in Florida, but soon the program was going to go national, maybe even worldwide. And, and it would happen without these modifications. So if you have high school kids not in the state of Florida, don't be surprised that this is what they're learning in school now, especially if not they're college-bound students. Won't right. happen in Texas. Yeah, not in Texas, you're right. No, it won't happen in Texas. I can tell you that. I, I can almost bank on that. But yeah, uh, but you know, here's the thing. Um, yeah, okay. There is definite cause for concern. And and there this culture stuff is is more and more in your face. That's the problem. It's not that it hasn't existed. It's always existed. There is nothing new under the sun. It's just getting bolder and bolder and bolder and more in your face. And people aren't hiding it. They used to hide it way underground. And now it is right in your face on Grammy night wearing a red sequin suit and horns. So I'm just telling you, it's not hiding anywhere. Um, but like I said, if we give our kids a good foundation in the family, and that's what all those men that you mentioned on the conservative side have talked about. That's why we talk about fatherlessness as such an important issue and an important theme in the family. 
That's what we talk about, family values and um, coming together as a family and having families involved in our children's education. Even if you don't have the luxury of being able to homeschool and really, truly, I didn't. There's a lot of stuff we sacrificed a lot of stuff we sacrificed because we lived in the Bay Area of California, which is like the most, it's not far from Atherton, as we talked about the other night with Steph and Aisha Curry. If you don't know about that, Google Acons and Curry Gate. It was a great conversation that we had, but it wasn't far from Atherton. Yeah, you yelled at for half Yeah, hour. well, you weren't yelled at. You weren't yelled at. I just told you you were wrong very politely, like I'm doing now. So okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, it, it's a very, it's a very affluent area. Um, and we had a family of five. So we had a large family. And without my income being able to contribute, uh, because I was driving the big red bus everywhere, uh, you know, my husband was was the sole bread earner. So it was it was very, very hard to do. But here's the thing. Parents can still be involved, even if their children are in a public school or in a charter school or a magnet school or a pod or whatever they're in, a, a, a parochial school or a religious, whatever kind of situation they're in. You can come together as a family. You can talk about these issues at your kitchen table, which is, again, how ACONS was founded. So you can have these conversations and your kids are listening. And it's so funny. Some of the stuff that I hear come out of my kid's mouth. I'm like, that's me. That's me. You know, because I mean, I hear my daughter. My daughter really is her mama. You know, it just, oh, yeah, I said that. But it, it proves that my kids have been listening. I have some really deep conversations with all of my kids, but but my, my oldest son in particular lately, because he's going to be 25 this year, you know, and he's going into another stage of his life. And so he and I have some really deep conversations about things. And the stuff that I've taught him is in there. My youngest son just delivered a sermon at church that was amazing. And so I know that what I've taught them is in there. And so families, while you have this precious time with your children, spend that time wisely. Pour yourself into your children because they We'll do that with their children and those children and those children. And so that's how we're going to win those culture wars. There will always be your Joy Reads. There will always be, you know, your Sam Smiths or whatever. But there will always be, you know, Strutter Kid 1, Strutter Kid 2, Strutter Kid 3. You know, so you'll have those people that will, will rise up and, and carry those themes with them. Well said. Thank you. And that's how we're going to do it on this episode of African-American Conservatives, the soul of the conservative movement. Be sure to go to acons.substack.com. Go to anchor.fm forward slash A-A-C-O-N-S. You can also go to brightnews.com. We're part of the Bright News family. And so you can find us there. Subscribe there. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at acons. We're on uh, Facebook and Twitter as at Acons and also on Instagram as at Acons underscore official.